Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good to go? Okay. Good morning, folks, and uh, I appreciate you coming here on on short notice, but uh, this is a popular topic that uh, I know that uh, your stations and your uh, viewers and readers are are fascinated with. Um, I stood before you on August 11th and had a very similar press conference where we, uh, and it was upon the time that Congressman Collins suspended his campaign his cooperation. Uh, today, uh, I formally learned that we no longer have Congressman Collins' cooperation in our efforts to substitute him from the ballot. Um, this is the culmination of six weeks of legal research, hard work, a lot of decision making, um, you know, eight counties of Republicanship really digging into an unprecedented situation that comes with no playbook. Uh, we were truly in uncharted waters. Uh, we have a crystal clear way to replace Congressman Collins on the ballot, but it is the sole decision of he and his legal team uh, at this point to not take that option, um, that they will uh, keep Congressman Collins on the ballot uh, for this election through Election Day. So um, this is obviously not um, something that we were expecting. Um, as uh, I think uh, Dave Graber's interview with Channel 4 uh, made it clear, as of last Monday, uh, Mr. Collins was fully prepared to work with party officials to substitute himself from the ballot. So we had no reason to expect um, this, which, uh, you know, you can't help but feel a little bit like a, a jilted groom at the altar here as we get to the week where we are, you know, planning to make a substitution uh, for this not to be the case at this point. Uh, so we are very surprised, um, but Congressman Collins uh, will appear on the ballot. Uh, he has made that decision with his legal team, at his legal team's urging. Um, we maintain that you know we, we definitely had uh, a, a crystal clear avenue to replace Congressman Collins on the ballot, but it's no longer in the best interests of his um, legal team and legal defense is what I am told is the reason that he has chosen uh, to remain on the ballot at this time. Um, you know, this, this comes a, as a disappointment to Republican leaders, uh, uh, myself along with others across this district, which we thought it would be better to offer voters a choice of a candidate that did not face the distractions of a legal defense at this time. Um, you know, I believe in, you know, Congressman Collins has uh, um, owed his day in court, which will come at some point next year. Uh, but um, it, it made sense at the time of him suspending his campaign to go focus on that legal defense rather than to face a tough uphill campaign. Uh, but at this time, I will take any questions you have. This morning, I had my first conversation with Congressman Collins, and uh, it's at that time I, I had spoken to his, his attorneys uh, uh, late Friday uh, and, and was informed that they were no longer supportive of his uh, signing declinations 
uh, and substitutions from the ballot. And then he affirmed to me this morning that he will remain on the ballot and that he's going to follow the advice of his attorneys that are orchestrating his legal defense. One at a time. I'll, I'll answer them all. So just, Steve. I, I mean, there were, uh, I mean, listen, there, I'm not a, a privileged member of his legal team. Uh, there's things that I'm sure that they won't discuss with me. They felt that, um, you know, cert signing certain documents in, in basically lawsuits that come up in nearly every controversial election law situation could undermine his legal defense in some way. Nick, what did you say to Chris Collins? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm obviously, you know, We've been working for six weeks on this, and I, you know, the whole way we felt that um, you know, there was a clear avenue to replace Congressman Collins with his cooperation. I've always maintained to all of you, with his cooperation, and that's always been a caveat I've put out there, because if in the event that he changed his mind, we'll find ourselves where we are today. How much did you, what did you say to him? I, I'm going to leave our, our conversation private at this point. How much did you push back and say, Chris, we don't think this gives us the best chance to win it? I mean, this is obviously not the avenue we've been trying to take. We've been trying to work very hard since the day of his indictment. We've been laying the groundwork to substitute him from the ballot, from hour one of that situation. Uh, this is something we did not expect to happen. Uh, as he sat on, on your station, Chris, and said, uh, I will cooperate with Republican officials to substitute my name off the ballot. So this is, uh, this comes as a, a pretty great surprise to all of us who have worked very, very hard um, and then had the rug pulled out from under us. So well, did you express that? One at a time. Did I you will. I, 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 like I said, I'm going to leave my conversation with a congressman private. Bob. What, what will you do now, Mr. Chairman? I mean, will you and the party work for his reelection? Well, at this point, we, I, I mean, this is very fresh. So I haven't had a, con, uh, uh, a conversation yet with my colleagues across the eight counties. He is, uh, there, there's a fact that he controls. He's the nominee of the Republican Party. He is on the line. Uh, he appears on the ballot on the Republican, the conservative, and the independence line. And uh, I don't know what method he will use to campaign. Uh, he, he has a, a vast war chest of $1.3 million. I, I assume he will put that to work if he's going to remain on the ballot. I think it's very important that this seat stays in Republican hands uh, because Nate McMurray is a vote to impeach the president. And that'll be he and Nancy Pelosi's first order of business next uh, January 1st. I, I don't know. I think that, you know, at this point, um, if he's going to remain a candidate, he's going to have to be prepared to, you know, be a candidate and, and talk to uh, the media. I, I expect that uh, if he's elected, he'll be sworn into another term. But you know, Tim? Well, I, I think that it's, um, I mean, one, federal versus non-federal race is very different. I mean, we can't expend resources on, on behalf of this seat, never have, never would, because it's against the law. Uh, th county Republican parties uh, expend dollars that include corporate resources. Corporate resources are strictly prohibited. So we can expend a total of $1,000 every two years on federal race. 
justice. We have long since blown through that. So I would never be in a position where we could have been running television commercials, paying for any staff or materials on this. Um, at this point, I know Congressman Collins has vast resources in his, in his campaign. I have not yet had the opportunity to discuss this with the White House nor the National Republican Congressional Committee to see what they now think um, is uh, their best course of action. But obviously, we are very concerned about the House Republican majority and keeping this. And since the beginning, we have worked very hard to try to set the table for this substitution so that we can keep this seat in Republican hands come November. Be because it's so important to have a Republican majority to help President Trump pass his agenda. So that uh, th there's not um, a resource issue is not one that we ever were able to support. Um, you know, we would have worked with a new candidate to try to raise funds in a very short order, trying to get them connected with people that can make contributions. Do you anticipate Well, we're going we're gonna to have conversations tomorrow in Albany. The original plan, uh, as I told many of you, was uh, we have a pre-scheduled state committee meeting in Albany tomorrow uh, where we were going to discuss our final timeline on substitution. I didn't think we'd be able to substitute tomorrow, but we would be a, our original plan had us substituting by Thursday or Friday of this week. Um, this is a big curveball. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a, a, an opportunity to talk to my colleagues and, and, and get their opinions on everything. I, I think that the race would be relatively close. I, I really do. I mean, this is a, uh, a great Republican seat. I mean, Nate McMurray represents the extreme liberal philosophy that doesn't exist in New York 27. He, uh, um, you know, is someone that, you know, is out there fighting for, you know, single-payer, government-run health care. You know, he's someone that is, even though he says he's not with Nancy Pelosi, God, God help us as the which crazy liberal he actually would support for speaker. Uh, but he is not in the mainstream in terms of his ideology. Uh, and no matter what he says right now, he would be a lemming in the flock voting for impeachment of the President of the United States if that majority flips to the Democratic Party in, in, in January. And then what yes. does this mean nationally? You brought up the House majority. This by no means should have been a competitive race, but it seems like it is now. Well, before August 8th, this was not a competitive race. This was not on anyone's radar. Uh, and, and Nate McMurray has not been taken seriously, um, you know, until August 8th by anybody. And now we find ourselves in a seat where this will draw a lot of attention. It has drawn a lot of attention. Uh, our hope was to substitute a candidate that could have run uh, as a true conservative Republican uh, working to pass, you know, President Trump's agenda, you know, without distraction. Unfortunately, we're not going to have that opportunity at this point, um, and this is the, the cards that we have been dealt at this Was point. Was there any conversation among, even just among the GOP county chairs, as to preparing for lawsuits from the Democratic Party? Should you guys have been able to? We, we work that? through every possible scenario. I mean, you know, our legal team, uh, and that's the, the, the true disappointment here is the amount of work that has gone in to the last six weeks, but by myself and our legal team and county chairs across this district have really faced uh, a lot of scrutiny, uh, had to listen to an awful lot of opinions from obviously our stakeholders and people in the community, uh, but also just the fact that uh, we wanted uh, to be prepared for any legal scenario. And I think we were. Uh, we had uh, developed a plan that I think would 
in crystal clear fashion have been able to replace Congressman Collins from the ballot. Um, he's choosing not to take that avenue. Uh, and I just have to respect the fact that that's his decision. And, and from the beginning, we have maintained we can do this with his cooperation. We can, I, there's nothing in my power or any Republican leader in the state of New York could do, or in Washington for that matter, to tell him, you know, you're off the ballot. It just does not work that way. This, at this point, he would have to accept and cooperate with any plans that we've put in place. They've chosen not to do so. Yes, Bert. What was the plan? I, I'm not, at this point, I don't need to get uh, through with all of that, and, but I had some people that were uh, prepared to uh, absolutely do some selfless things this week, and uh, at this point, um, you know, that will not have to come into the forefront because uh, Congressman Collins is going to remain on the ballot. I have not uh, connected with them as of yet. It's been a very hectic morning, as you can imagine. Do you expect that the congressman will spend his campaign funds on the amount of active campaign? I certainly hope so. Um, and if he um, has a $1.3 million war chest, um, and if he's going to remain on the ballot, I certainly hope that he will expend all of that money in order to hold this seat in Republican hands. Yes, Tim. Nick, what do you say to the voters? I mean, listen, it's a, it is a difficult situation, and that's why, from the beginning, Republican leaders have worked to try to substitute Congressman Collins from the ballot, because we want to present a choice to voters without distraction of their own legal defense. I mean, he's, he deserves his day in court, just like any American would, uh, to prove his guilt or innocence. Uh, that is uh, going to happen in early next year. Unfortunately, it won't happen between now and Election Day. Uh, I think that... Um, Voters are going to have to, you know, take a long, hard look at the fact of what would the person do if, if a liberal Democrat goes into office from a district that's a dark red conservative Republican district and, and goes and, and votes against the will of their district and votes to impeach the president? Because that's really the choice that's on, on the table at this point. You, you can vote Republican to, to stop the impeachment of the president, but, you know, even as Chuck Schumer said a couple weeks ago, Sooner rather than the sooner the better for the impeachment of the president. This is the sort of philosophy that Democrats want to bring to majority parties in the Congress. And the choice that will be in front of voters, not just in New York 27, but across America this year, is do you want the country to be dragged through an impeachment process? Or do you want us to, to let the voters make decisions based on uh, who our president and who our government leaders are. And I, I, I think overwhelmingly the voters in the 27th district don't want to see the country dragged through an impeachment trial based on unfounded claims. Was this process um, that you were using to get the congressman off the ballot, was that being set in motion today? Was that how this conversation started? Um, it would have commenced very, you know, if not today, tomorrow. You know, it, processes that needed to happen underneath would have started to take place. Um, I, I received word late Friday that, uh, um, you know, really from, from the point of Congressman Collins' interview on Channel 4, uh, I think that uh, his legal team had some hesitations after that, and uh, that grew as the week went on, and uh, I finally spoke with his counsel uh, late Friday and finally had a, a final conversation with Congressman Collins this morning before I called this press conference. So did the council indicate to you that they were telling him that they didn't think he should 
set down? So were you prepared for this announcement? I, I have seen, you know, since late Friday, uh, I knew that things were not going in a positive direction. And they got a final answer this morning. Would you, do you know uh, if the congressman had consulted with his lawyers before his interview with Um I do not know definitively uh, on that. Would they, with, without sounding crass here, would they possibly be trying to save the legal fees that, that they won't be using fighting election law? I don't, I don't believe so because I don't, I don't think that uh, the election lawsuits, I mean, typically those are done in pretty short fashion. I mean, the legal fees he's incurring on the criminal side of things would dwarf anything that would come up in a legal uh, battle over an election law case. Is there polling that suggests the seats at first? I have not commenced any, you know, formal polling on this seat because I can't expend federal resources. But, uh, have you uh, heard any polling that would suggest that the seat is at risk? I have not... Um, talk to anybody that has shared a poll with me. I believe that the seat is a strong Republican poll, uh, seat that has a good overlay that supported President Trump by 24 percentage points. And the strongest get out the vote tool that we have is Governor Andrew Cuomo in defeating him. Uh, I don't believe that you can convince a Republican to not get out and vote against Andrew Cuomo this year. Uh, the DNC is not the entity that really spends money on house races. That's the DCCC. When they start making ad buys, that's when you'll know they're serious. Okay. Yeah, Tim. How could Congressman Collins really have cooperated or not cooperated if you hadn't spoken with him until today? I have been in communication with his team basically every day, you know, through this, maybe, maybe that's hyperbole, almost every day since this process started. Uh, and the indictment came down on August 8th. They were well aware documents had been sent to their legal team to review. Uh, there was a full appetite for cooperation up until late last week, and that uh, um, things, things started to change after the interview on Channel 4. I'm not going to talk like that. I mean, I, I, I am... Uh, that's dramatic. I, I feel I'm disappointed because, I mean, we have spent so much time on this. As you all know, this is the most difficult thing that I have faced in my eight plus years as chairman of this party. Uh, there is no playbook that comes with this. Uh, there's uh, an awful lot of, you know, Republicans, you know, that are asking us to, you know, lead them at a difficult time. And they want, and the, the, the strong will was everywhere I went, they wanted a fresh choice, someone that can go on, not to just represent us in this coming election, but someone that can be there for the foreseeable, to be a strong Republican uh, voice for this district going forward. And then you said you hope Collins can win the race. What about the possibility, should the Democrats take the House, that they then work to remove him from their ranks? Is that just even more worse of a distraction for the well, I don't, I, I, listen, if he um, were to be convicted, I, I would expect that, you know, he would leave office, you know, very swiftly. Uh, that's what typically happens uh, uh, upon a conviction. Uh, Congressman Grimm, you know, his situation was the most recent example of that uh, on the Republican side. So I, I, I think he's owed his trial. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, speaking on uh, any of the charges against him. I'm, I'm here talking about just the, the legal situation we have faced for the last six weeks uh, and where we find ourselves today. So, you know, we expected we'd be doing one thing. 
Um, we learned an awful lot about the election law and processes that had to be in place. And New York State has some of the most arcane, difficult ballot access laws in America. It's a reason why we have more lawsuits surrounding our election cases than probably any other state in the nation. Um, and at, at this point, you know, we are uh, we're left that this work was for naught. You know, we we have what we had on August 8th, which is Congressman Collins, uh, who's under indictment on the ballot. 